feedback about the audio in the chat. Thanks. Uh, Paul, Saturday topic is non-duality. Hmm. I was just doing something. A lady sent me a thing the other day pointing out to me this old chapter called I Need Do Nothing in the Course of Miracles, which I used to really be engaged with when I years and years ago. So I went into it for the last two nights, last two talks. And the whole idea is if I need do nothing is really the incredible, the perfect appropriate response of the message of non-duality. Basically, yeah, because you see that all of the doing is really represented by a body, yeah, and even in spirituality, they talk about a spiritual path. What would be on a spiritual path or any path is a body, yes, yeah, wanting to get to the top of the mountain. What's what can be at the bottom of the mountain and then climb? these steps of realization and arrive at the top of the mountain, the body. So the, everything is framed as a body. And as the Course in Miracles says, uh, you know, the brain interprets to the body of which it is a part. Yeah? It's not saying, you know, it, it's, that's the demon's work. It's just saying a fact, yeah? The brain takes in everything that's happening and collates it to refer to the body, yeah? So doing is never seen as doing. It's seen as implying there's a doer, yeah? Feeling is never just left alone. It's always used to emphasize the feeler of all the feelings, yeah? Thinking, again, you know, there's so much cultivation and trying to segregate thoughts and good and bad and affirmations and stuff like that. But the real idea of the thoughts is always reinforcing the idea of the thinker, yeah? So the point, the target is always, you know, you let's say you've got the rifle, you've got the sight, but you've got the target all off, yeah? Because you're aiming at the wrong thing. You're trying to get out of thoughts, but you're trying to get out of thoughts as a thinker, yeah? Which is impossible because the thinker needs thoughts to be implied. There's gotta be a, a claiming of thoughts to keep implying the thinker. The thinker doesn't refer to itself, yeah? It's like a, it's like a, a shot in, in, in billiards where the eight ball is somewhere and you hit, you hit a bumper and then you hit the ball, yeah? The, the thinker is in, doesn't have any self-reference. It doesn't... Uh, present itself, it's, a, it's like a reflection of claiming something else, yeah? So there's thoughts going on, and then the thoughts are used to imply the thinker. Then the emphasis goes on the thoughts and is used to reinforce the emphasis of the thinker to the point where the thinker would believe the real relief for the thinker would be to have no thoughts, but the thinker is a thought, yeah? So do you believe you're gonna have no thoughts that is actually that which is being used to infer the thinker? There would be no thinker without the thoughts, yeah? But we have it asked backwards. We believe there's a thinker that's doing thoughts or not doing thoughts, having them, shouldn't have them, yes? But basically the thinker comes after the thoughts with everything else. So the basic beginning is really more like the end. It's sort of like the entrance is the exit, the exit is the entrance, yeah? Where we've got the cart in front of the horse seemingly. It's appearing to be true, it's not true, yes? It's not true and it never will be true and it never was true. There's always the horse before the cart, yeah? So there's thinking before thinker. There's feeling before feeler. There's doing and then the sense of being the doer, yeah? Without the doing, without the thinking, without the feeling, this reflection or this shadow could not be cast. It has to take something that's happening to cast the shadow, yeah? Yet, 
the, the emphasis on the shadow is that the shadow is doing everything that's actually being used to infer it. Yeah. So the simple example is when people get the modicum understanding of self. Yeah. And then they call me up or they used to email me and they go, Paul, I, I really got selfing and, and I just, I just found myself doing it all day. That's not it. The selfing is that it's referring or implying that one that thinks it's doing the selfing. Yeah. So the selfing is an activity. It makes a suggestion or a supposing or an assumption which comes after the activity. And that assumption is then put before all activities. Yeah. So you having trouble getting out of your parking space because you keep driving into the parking space. That's why. You're, you're starving, even though dinner is available right now. The invitation is never, oh, there's a dinner in, you know, Benares, uh, the summer of 2022. No, the dinner is now. Yeah. The time is now. The dinner is here. But what we find ourselves in a weird way by this preoccupation with all this mental activity, we're facing away from the table. The food's there. You can even smell it and shit. Yeah. But you're looking here and you're waiting for it to show up. Yeah. And all you have is ideas. What's coming? What's behind that kitchen door? I think it's going to be roast beef or shit like that. If you just saw look, if you could turn the other way, you'd see the whole freaking thing. Yeah. But what happens is that which wants to turn that way when it hears the message is completely based on the other view. Yeah. So self can't get out of self. When you think you turned here, you're basically the same same. Yeah. You're now made yourself the subject of the true subjectivity. And therefore that had to make become an object. So now you're waiting for that object to appear through the kitchen door as you, as always the subject, which you're not. All you are is subjectivity, but you're not the subject as the object. Yeah. Wang Po should have put it to rest a long time ago. Whatever can be perceived, which is bodies, yes, things, cannot be that which is perceiving. Listen to your head for two minutes. What does your head imply? Its whole riffing is based on one bass chord, yeah? And that bass chord is what, what can be perceived, which is this, is what's perceiving. So again, you're asked backwards. You've got the... You start with the cart in front of the horse, yeah? And you're wondering why the horse ain't moving because you're trying to drive it with the cart, yeah? When it's clear, you'll see that there's a lot of doing. The idea of you being the doer of it is ridiculous, yeah? You as a separate, long-lasting, independent island introduce the flu, let's say. Your view gets bleaker. Yeah, you're more irritable, shit like that. Is your head still claiming to be more irritable? Definitely. But what's the cause of it? You? No, it's the flu. Yeah. Things are coming through us all day, using us as, an, as a form of expression. Yet the canvas, rather blank, keeps claiming to be every one of those identities. Yeah. With the point of forgetting its real identity, which is emptiness. Yeah. Canvas. That allows everything to appear in it. It keeps going, no. How it's totally incongruous to think that you are the same supposed person that you were at four years old now when you're almost 70, yes? It's a, it's a, you've got to make some incredible mental fucking high suspension bridges to cross the fact that this is not a long-lasting, independent, separate thing. It basically, some people I knew when I was younger, they don't look anything like what they were. You could, if you saw the picture of them now, you say, how did that come from this? There's, how, there's no, but the continuum was, I'm this, 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 no matter how that looks, yeah? It's, it's a, just a stubborn programming. And the reason why we can't get out of it because we're saddled with it because we're identified as the programming. And the programming is not going to escape the programming. It's tried its best by shooting coke in its neck. Yeah? It's tried its best by doing five fucking things. It's tried its best by fasting for 30 days, 
and fucking go getting, you know, hallucinating constantly with the hopes that once it stops and I eat again, things are going to be different and they're not, literally. Yeah. I used to see it. There was almost a ratio. Let's say the longer the retreat, the more uh, effect it would have. Maybe three weeks would produce a day and a half. Yeah, or two days. Yeah. In Thailand, it'd be faster because you'd be in a, a, a temple for three weeks. Then you take the tutuk back to the to fucking city. You, you were gone in 35 minutes. <laughs> I mean, the sensations of shit. You were just, yes. Yeah, so, all right. So I got a, I got a three hour reprieve for three weeks of intense effort. <clears throat> That's a bad payoff cost ratio. Why? Because we're trying, we're moving uphill. Yeah, we're going against a flow. We inevitably lose. If you lose one day of footing, you seem to tumble back to where you started. That's why when you get in the mode of the only way I'm all right is by meditation. What happens if you have something happens and you can't do the morning meditations all day? You're fucking flipping out. I got to get home to do the morning, you know. Even if it's at noon, I got to do the morning meditations or my whole day's going to suck. Is that freedom? Or is that, is that like a conditional dam that's keeping the big tsunami away? Is it a conditional dam? Are you, are you making an incredible effort to keep certain things at bay? And one moment of, not, of non-vigilance, it's gone. Yes? And then what happens? The self-centeredness turns on you and you get blamed. You're not, you haven't done enough meditation. So then you move, maybe first to Zen meditation, then to sort of, let's say, Kundalini meditation, then to Vipassana, and you try more and more different techniques because the problem is, the problem is in your equation of the solution. That's why those, they don't work because you're there. That's why the party sucks when you arrive, yeah? So this whole point, I'm not some, someone last week we were speaking and the way they got the message is I'm telling them, don't do any effort. I'm not saying anything. I'm just pointing out the futility of effort, really, because there is a basis of futility in effort if the effort is being used for this prior agenda, which is the identification or the supposing or the reinforcing of you as a thing, yeah? then effort without knowledge is gonna keep doing that impression. It's gonna keep reinforcing that idea. I found it with a simple example of chanting uh, a lesson in the Course in Miracles, I am not a body, I am free. Now, after a few months, I realized, she's a, the only thing that was getting reinforced was the body <laughs> because it was the body identification chanting it's not a body. So the more I chanted, it's not a body, the more it felt like a body. I saw it. I didn't need a teacher to point it out to me. I saw it. It was there. I gave it a shot. I figured, all right, with resting on my own fucking resources, which are bogus, yeah, and doing things the only way I know how to do things, I'm going to do myself out of the body identification, not realizing every moment I appear is basically framed as a body identification. <laughs> so the body identification sits down. First, it gets a nice comfortable pillow, cushion, lifts the left butt cheek because it hurts. And then it starts chanting, I'm not a body. <laughs> your, whole, your, whole, your whole preamble was getting your body comfortable to chant, you're not a body. Don't you see the futility of it? And what can that effort show you? It has value because it shows you it doesn't work. Yeah. And now maybe you go into deep states of meditation, yet you never have had the thought, I meditated. Yeah. Maybe you're sitting for 40 minutes in your backyard. You're not saying, okay, one, one session of meditation this month. No, you're just here. Yeah. Super quiet. Your head is sort of very easily distracted. It's sort of dwelling wherever you don't, you don't even care, basically. And then you're here and incessantly you're here. And after a while, you realize you're always here. No matter what there's been thought of, no matter what feelings have been used to imply you've gone away, 
you've left, yes? So this whole idea of you can never get back is based on that you can leave. You can't leave. That's why you can never get back. That's why you're not succeeding because you never left where you're trying to arrive at, yeah? So if you wanna play out the act that you have left and then everything has to support that, then basically your arrival is very, 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 very long. And there's always something that stops the day of arrival because you have never left. The famous thing, you go to the other shore at arriving at the other shore on having never left. That's the whole point. The whole point of non-duality is not, you don't have to stretch for three seconds. Yeah, it's before, it's before time kicks in, yeah? So if you try to look for yourself through a glass of time, yeah, you're not gonna see, you're not gonna see clarity because you're using what you're looking for to look for itself. If you don't believe that, then keep doing whatever you're doing. And if you do believe it, you're gonna keep doing whatever you're doing anyway, but maybe what you're doing will have a new value. Instead of having failed to produce an arrival date, you'll see its real value is to be left with its own devices and not see them as yours, yeah? Like we talked about this thing about the course, it says, you've never had a moment of not being the body. Never, you've never forgotten it any, any moment in time. And the whole past and future is constantly being used to reinforce the idea of being a body. So then it says, you're gonna lose interest in the body, but I see it in a different way. You're gonna lose interest in the body itself. That's what you're gonna do. You're not gonna look at the body and immediately go, ding, Paul, ding, yes. There's gonna be a suspension of that, that recognition, yes. So there is a loss of interest in the body as self. And then the interest in the body coming from something other than self is actually quite fucking great for the body. Yeah, because maybe you'll finally find what you're looking for. I found with me when I wasn't doing well physically, one of the biggest impediments of my getting healthy was my drive and desire to be healthy. Really? <laughs> it was just, it was... It was like the, the consultant that was ruining the whole operation. <laughs> Just kept coming in, putting out its two cents. And after years, I finally realized the, the biggest problem I'm having is there's a vested interest in a solution to the problem. Yeah, What's one to do? I don't know. I found out, I looked and I saw that drive as not me. And suddenly something happened. Yeah, And from that day on, people knew me here. I think Chris and someone, I was very, very ill for a long time doing the talks. Very, very, not well at all. And I had run into a, a, just a complete collapse in time and hope. And I just was sick and tired of being sick and tired. Every time I traveled, I got ill when I got home. Science, first flu, then a sinus infection. So it would go on for months. And I was just getting my beat up like shit. And I was just sick and tired of being sick and tired, yes? And then suddenly, suddenly I was gifted a sight. And the sight was, I'm not that, yes? I'm not that. The Urban Renewals Project stopped. And so happens, it coincided with me finding a partner that was going to help me get healthier. This lady, Rhonda, who I have a lot of gratitude for. It was the first time I was introduced to something that actually worked in years. And I got fundamentally, complete, physically so much better because there was a loss of interest because the real interest was being sick. Yeah, it wasn't getting better. The drive to get better was to reinforce that, the belief that I'm sick. Yeah, I had no idea. I was like the ping pong ball, not knowing it's part of a ping pong game. Yeah, and then suddenly I saw it. And just like everything else that I've seen, there was an avalanche somewhere. You could feel it. Just so much different information. And then some shit gets cleared. Other shit stays. And you get almost like a vacuum. You're all cleaned out and something's put back in. Yeah. And then you come to. And over time, you observe. Yeah. And you start reflecting on something's happened. I remember when I used to go on tours. 
when I get back, there would be like a big wave of momentum from the talks, yeah? And I would, it would tongue come off and then I'd have the eyes to watch when those waves hit shores, yeah? And I could see change occurring for the next three or four months from one initial wave, yeah? The wave of opening to this message triggered something and not, and not getting distracted, I saw it and then I saw what it triggered months later. And then there was truly a, trans, a transformation to perhaps there's a better way. Trusting the infinite rather than finite self. You cannot change that ratio, yeah? If you set out on the course as what you're not to trust the infinite, it's more trusting the finite self. You can't get out of it as it. And you're not gonna get into anything else without it, yes? It's gonna come. When you meet the Buddha, it's gonna be a threesome. It's gonna be you, the Buddha, and then this fucking idea, yeah? <laughs> why we here every week and this is fun because i sat here for years in this position getting sun <laughs> and i saw that message once we had a helium helium balloon here when it was released and we followed it it went so freaking far unbeknownst to everyone underneath it they were all doing their shit just fucking it had a, it had durability and stability yes that's like the message. The message travels well. All you need in a way is, a, is just, just like a tap on the shoulder. Not like every tap on the shoulder. It's a tap on the shoulder that echoes something else. Yeah, because you know already. You know underneath. You are that. Yeah. So this, this echo, this tap does something else. You'll feel it like an unspoken yes or... It's like knowledge before all knowledge. That's how, that's how uh, my head attempt to uh, paint it. It was just, wow, yeah. I never heard anything like that. I had never heard anything that stopped me in my tracks. I never heard anything that its message does not detail a lot of interest in it. You see what it brings up. So the understanding of non-duality brings up all the misunderstandings my life seemed to be based on and puts them into stark contrast. There's very little attention going to the non-duality. There's a complete attention in what you're not from the non-duality, yeah? Because non-duality is just inferring it's you, but how it arrives there is negating the mental you. Yeah, because if you don't negate the mental you, you'll attempt to arrive or say that you arrived at non-duality as the mental you. Yeah, so it's necessary seemingly in this dreaming that that needs to be negated. So this you that's running around taking itself to be you cannot fucking land in non-duality. It can't, it can't get it, can't grasp it, can't understand it, can't gain it, can't lose it. It's just some completely nothing else. Nothing else is quite like it. Because most, most systems of understanding have been co-opted by the body identification. You're included, yeah? You're gonna be the one that goes on the journey. You're gonna book passage. You're gonna arrive at the other shore. You're gonna make an encampment. You're gonna build a raft. What takes a raft but a fucking body? You're gonna send the raft for other people and it's body, 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 body. And non-duality completely negates that by saying, hey, hey, if and when you arrive at the other shore, yes, quotations upon having never left, on having never left. So did you arrive at the other shore? Did you take a raft? No. So enjoy building rafts and enjoy, you know, being the ferryman, realizing that the, where the ferryman is pointing to is going to fail you and that's a success because there's no need to take the ferry. That's the ferryman's job, yeah? Is to point to you another way, you finally try the 58th way and you give up because the first 57 failures were used to beat the shit out of you. So finally there's enough of that and you realize this is a failed equation because I'm in it. Yeah, this mathematical formulas I'm following 
has a primary number one and the true mathematics primary number is zero. And I'm not going to arrive at the zero through the one. I'm going to realize I never left the zero by negating the one. That's the whole point. That's the message. Yeah. And then to the one, it may seem like it takes time for it to seemingly lose all interest. But the loss of interest isn't from time. Yeah. You've got the whole enchilada and it may peel itself over time. But the whole thing, just like the Course says, hey, everything, anyone doing anything, it's going to succeed sooner or later because of the purpose. Mind is dreaming itself out of the dreaming. That's what mind has given the purpose to. Yeah. I'm going to dream myself out of dreaming. All right. One form will be 30 years of practice. One form will be, wow, fuck that. No practice. Yeah. It doesn't matter. You can't lose. That's the great news. Yeah. You can't lose. And the thing is, if you hurry up and hurry up and you arrive there, it tells you you never left anywhere. So you know, there's no need to hurry up. There's no need to go anywhere. Yeah. That's the beauty of it. And then you have things to do today. Yeah. You go to the coffee shop, go to the city, go a lot of places. But in fact, you never go or arrive here. Yeah. Why do we keep applying the same thing we apply to a body and another object when it comes to us? Yeah. We're not in relationship with us. We're not. There's not us. There's not a, a part of me in relationship with another part of me. There's no two. Yeah. Through mind, big M mind, big M mind. Dreaming, yes. Doesn't, listen, let's say, look at Buddhism in one way. The exact nature, the essence of Buddhism is emptiness. The nature is reflective, yes? The manifestation is energy. So the dreaming is energy, yes? Things are happening, yes? That's the manifestation of mind, big M mind, yes? That's the dreaming. Now the mind, big M mind, is gonna dream itself out of the dreaming. As it does, the dream will get happier. It doesn't mean the dream's gonna go on forever because it never went on for a second, really. It's an appearance, yes? It's an appearance. It doesn't come to an end. When it ends, it really tells you that there was never a beginning, yeah? So there's not like, oh, this is an 800-year dream. No, there's dreaming. There's no dream. There's no thing that had a beginning and an end. It's a, it's, a, it's a seemingly so. Things are appearing to be true to us, yes? The only truth there is, is that things are appearing to be true to us. That's the true truth, yeah? There is no truth out there. The truth is us. We are the reality, yeah? And we're giving meaning. Every meaning anything ever has is coming through us, yeah? So we are the dreaming of the dreaming. So mind, big M mind, is the dreaming of the dreaming. Want to call it being. And it's to or through. It doesn't matter because it looks like it's coming through, but this isn't here. This is an appearance in mind, as Ramana said. The body appears in mind, the big M. It's dreaming. So it appears in mind, and in that appearance, it seems like something comes through it, but nothing's coming through it, yes? Because it's an appearance. Yeah. So in one sense, it's true. And in another sense, it's not true. Yeah. It feels like something's coming through, but there's nothing to come through through. Yeah. That's the whole point. This is what brings relaxation and peace, not based on any resume or any qualifications or any. If you have a modicum of understanding of non-duality, great fucking empty edifices will be built on it. Everything will be explained. You'll see the reason why you haven't been able to get out of self because you're not in it. <laughs> You'll realize the, the fruitlessness of trying to escape an imaginary place. Yeah, These things all come about from the the horse finally being seen as in front of the cart. 
Zen, they would say blue appears as blue, red will appear as red, exactly. Things that have always been clear will become clear to you, yeah? They're not like, oh, they just became clear. They've always been clear. We just haven't seen it, yeah? Then there's a point of seeing it, and then it's like you've never not seen it. That's the way it goes. So time seems to have relevance until you're out of it. Then it has no relevance. Yeah, yeah. Like a dream. Dream five-second slurping a slurpee or a 300-year epic. Now, how long does it take to wake up from both dreams? Does the 300-year epic demand three months of waking up? And the five-second epic, uh, really, no. You, when you wake up in the morning, it takes exactly the same amount of time. None. Yes? Why? Because time is only relevant when you're in the flow of time. That's, it has no relevance outside of its effects. When it's producing effects by the dreaming, it has relevance. When its effects stop, it has no relevance. So when you wake up from the dreaming of that crazy tiger that was causing you to have a fucking panic attack, you're not having a panic attack now, yes? Because now the influence has no influence on you. Yeah? So time is as real as its influence on you. Yeah. And in this case, it has no influence on the fact of what we are, because we are that. I am that I am. There's no time in there. The I am Paul takes time. That's needed. Time is needed to make something that isn't there seem to be there takes time. You couldn't do that chore oh. without time. Yeah, there's no way. For a you- John, a John Klein? Hmm? For you to appear, you had to have appeared before and you're actually projected to appear later. Yes, that's how the idea of self seems to be available now is I was Paul, I will be Paul, therefore I am Paul. It never starts at I am Paul. It arrives there, yeah, in time. I was Paul, look at all these pictures. I will be Paul or why would I be worrying about them? <laughs> I mean, he's going to be in the future if I wasn't him. So there's, I will be Paul, therefore I am Paul. That's how it gets there. It can't get to where it is without time because where it is isn't true. Yeah. It has to do a little maneuver to, to imply something. And then it sets that as true. And then it riffs on that. And then you get a lot of false evidence appearing real most of the time. Yeah. That, and wonderful in a way. False evidence appearing real, if it's held in a comedic view, it's fucking hilarious. You've got tons of jokes and skits all day about yourself. Yeah. But if it's held as CNN, if the false evidence is appearing real to you, wow, forget it. Man. <laughs> yeah. So I think that's it, Mike. I'm going to get. Lizard soon. So, Mike, see if there's any questions. Uh, <laughs> look at how far Mike went. Where is a picture of Mike? Go ahead and ask him if he want to raise his hand. Hey, if anyone wants to uh, share, just put up your hand, and Mike, who's under a blanket, will uh, will direct you. Now, if Mike was Shri Mike, Chris and, Chris and I would be doing this. <laughs> Maybe a little air once in a while. But he's not Shri Mike, so fuck <laughs> you. <laughs> I was Shri Mike for a day. <laughs> Chris, it's always good to see you. Yes. Yeah. All together. All together, yes. Seemingly different asteroids, all made of the same rock. Yes. That is cancer for your last night. You know, it's not good night. It's a story I'm making around it. I'm not going to The story I'm making around it is so much more profound than anything I have. For sure. So much more involved. Especially spirits. 
So let's say as a person, yeah, you see there's a very powerful, let's say, automatic machine gun. You come home and your four-year-old has it, yeah? You wouldn't want the four-year-old to have that much power, would you? When you see the profundity of the cancers before you even get diagnosed, that's an incredible demonstration of a lot of power. Do you want that to be directed by the head? Admit your empowerlessness to change that because you're identified as the head. And in that recognition, something will do for you what you can't do for yourself. Seriously, something will, will shuffle your cards when you've been sorely hoping that we, you could shuffle them. Something will shuffle the cards. Something will change the way you read the hands that are being sent to you, yeah? You'll travel lighter through whatever life has in store for you. You'll realize the, this profundity, this power of you and I give everything all the meaning it has. That's not something to be whipped around. You know, I would uh, let that, let the, the weight of humility rest on you when you hear this message to realize um, I see people making, well, they're being used to make exquisite suffering, incredible suffering, and they have no true cause of the suffering. It's all made up. It's a causeless effect. They're worrying about something that's not even so and they're producing a huge amount of effects. That's like a miracle worker, yeah? It's not what we would call a miracle. We have therapists to deal with it and psychiatrists, but the bottom line, it's an incredible miracle. You and I are making shit out of nothing, a lot, yeah? That's incredible to me. And I saw a life driven by something, this life, yeah? and, uh, there was something in me that was completely convinced, uh, no bueno, yeah, no way. I knew I had, a, there was a lot of power involved because I, as soon as I started drinking, I had magnetic appeal to people in uniform. I would attract cops from fucking far away. I got arrested on a bank of a river on a Sunday morning. I mean, you couldn't believe it. They come, three cop cars come over the grassy field and just just ascend on us we throw the shit in the river it's just i mean and after about eight or nine of these events i realized something i'm putting out some kind of dog whistle or something and i can't seem to stop it my whole desire of success was not to be arrested and i was still getting arrested yeah. so slowly but surely i started to it started to dawn on me this lighthouse is, is causing all the ships to wreck against the rocks. I mean, I think its intention could be used for something else. So thank God I was struck sober. And I had, a, like Rama talked about this idea of surrender. I had a, a, a true living uh, demonstration of what surrender is for me. I don't know what it will be for you, but I know what it is here. And it allowed me to start being able to entertain being surrendered, yeah? Going back to that same futility as the hallelujah moment, really. That I'm not managerial quality. And just to, just to give up the ghost, finally, yeah? I didn't have another, I didn't have another move left, yeah? And uh, I think a lot of people arrive there, but then they get loaded again. And what was fortunate for me, I arrived there and yet the head still wanted to do something, but a lot of the wind was out of its sails. I tried to convince one lady left to get loaded again. She wouldn't buy it. She said, you got to go to a meeting to have a place to stay at my house. And I made that deal and I've never had that drive or thought to get loaded again. It was like the last, hopefully the last scream of, the fucking addictive banshee, yeah? Because something hadn't come in, something had changed the course of Paul's life. And it was very clear that Paul had nothing fucking to do with it. Paul was just basically trying to stay obliterated till I ended up in another institution, jail or death, seriously. I had been beaten down to 
a point of uh, incomprehensible, pitiful demoralization. Because I, I spent two years in a program that hope got regenerated again. They told me I wasn't Mr. Hyde. You're Dr. Jekyll from now on. Your life is going to go great. And as soon as I left that place, I got loaded again. And it was worse than ever. So I was completely demoralized, completely, where I basically would drink just to stay obliterated until I could get some drugs. And I gave it up all hope. I thought I gave it my best shot two years in Delancey School. Didn't seem to be enough. I couldn't, you know, this thing just kept pulsating and demanding a, a, a response. And I had, I, there was no defense against it, yes? And uh, something happened, something changed the course of this little trajectory. Forever, my gratitude, I can't even, you know, can't even voice it. Because, uh, you know, what really makes a lot of the juice of gratitude is the depths that you were saved from. Yeah. And those depths are unmanageable. You can't, you can't do it justice by a, by a memoir or anything. This, when you don't know what it's like when you're not in it. It is unbearable. Your head is just stitching you a new one all day and you're living for that head. So, yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. Just riffing. Andrew, go ahead. I know I get it. Hi, Paul, Andrew. Um, nice to nice to hear you. And um, um, I was you now you're talking about non-duality and the experience of of you know identifying with the self. See, how long did it take you before you came into recovery? Before you started experiencing non-dual awareness? Was it years and years or well, you don't experience non-dual awareness? You are non-dual awareness. Yeah. When you became aware. When you became aware of it, that you sort of thought things are changing, I'm starting to see who are really, who the true self is, you know? Uh, I don't want to give dates or anything, but I would say around the 50 year of sobriety, 15. some of the, uh, the rugs were, were dispelled and now the floor was being investigated. So, oh, yeah. Yes, yes. So it was about 1993, things started to dawn that were uh, comprehensive, let's say. So I was under, I had a position of sharing at that point. Since I was two years sober, I was sharing to crowds of recovery people stuff. And the share was going through incredible transformation because I was completely leaving doing and having and going into aring and being. <laughs> and from that point, it was, it was impossible to go back, so to speak. Yeah. But, uh, there's great solutions, but a solution that informs you that there is no problem is far and above the greatest solution, seriously. A lot of solutions are great. They're applicable and they can deal with a problem, but very rarely does a solution inform you that there is no problem. That's a solution. And uh, to me, that's one of a kind here, which is a non-duality uh, effect. Yeah. That's how I see it. So yeah, I would think it sort of was catching up to me I was a position to be used, but I could tell what was using me was seemingly changing quite a lot for how it was going. And therefore I stopped, made it clear this is not AA meeting. And then, you know, because I was causing a lot of stir in the community. So I try to protect, you know, not have that because it seems miscellaneous anyway. So be clear, never on a schedule list that we were in AA meeting, just had a workshop. So, and then it just turned into, we put out a website, people from other groups got in touch with us. 
I went there, I saw a spiritual addiction in its glory. And uh, yeah, here I am in Marin City. <laughs> My humble beginnings, I'm still here. Yeah. Oh, great, thank you. But there's not a non-dual experience. For it to be an experience, it would have to be dualistic. So non-duality doesn't play that game. <laughs> it's something different than an experience. First of all, when it comes, it tells you it's always been this way and it never goes. So uh, it just breaks out, it breaks the definition of experience completely. When it shows up, it tells you it's always been going on and it never goes. So I can't call that an experience. Anyone else? I'm going to have a very nice tan. It's good. It used to be worse on those days I get cooked up here. My pants were stuck to the seat. Another question. I remember once my leg went out bad at a meeting. Just went out. I Something twanged that I had never heard before. I fell off the chair, a chair and I was like this, and someone stood over me and asked me a question. <laughs> I was like, not now, not now. I swear to God, I couldn't believe it. I said, no, not now. So, so yeah. yeah. Anyone else? No? Oh, that's great. Maybe we go. I think it was a pretty, you know what's happening now, though, because we're doing like a chunk size talk it's 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 knocking down the, the potential questions yeah where before we would only do 10 minutes five minutes or so now we're doing a talk and then it's doing its job like it always does yeah yes. which is why taking away the need for a question that's that's a fucking incredible answer this is what i'm talking about we've all been under the effects of quote unquote non-duality, they're not like the effects other things produce. They're not. Other things usually there's a lot of vigilance and maintenance going to be involved. This is not, this is, is a disarming message. It truly is. Like it that the chapter in the Course of Miracles, I need do nothing. Yeah. That's a pretty disarming message. I need do nothing. Now, as a doer, that ain't going to work. Yeah, but when you see you're not the doer, it comes to that, and it's said beautifully by that statement. I need do nothing exactly. Yeah, I mean then see you can't describe the bell that was rung, but when you hear I need do nothing, you know that was the same bell that was rung. Yes, because only from that bell does the message I need do nothing come from, and that's non-duality. Most other shit has a lot of accompaniment. Yes, that goes with it. This is, I need do nothing. Hallelujah. Yeah, he almost died in there. Suffocated, <laughs> suffocated by the blanket. So is that it? We can just say goodbye. Eh? No, I'll let you say goodbye. Bro. But can we pull it out here? I'm going to go in. Hold on. I'm going in. I'm going in. Get up. Like, yeah, I gotta suffer as others suffer. <laughs> you know how crazy you are. All right, I'm entering. Hold it. Oh. Oh, right. I'm entering the homeless. I gotta bring the camera here. So can I see me? No. All right, we're bringing in. All right. <laughs> I'm entering the homeless encampment. Here we are. I'm going to say goodbye. I didn't choose Mike as a tent partner, but here he is. All right. So I think I see what's that? Andrew. Andrew. Nice to see you, Andrew. Thanks for the question. I see Paul Hedeman somewhere. There he is. Uh, Susan. Susan, uh, I was hoping you'd hear those talks we did on the Course of Miracles. The I need to do nothing. But uh, 
If not, we'll we'll do it again. Mike, he's almost up. There he is. I don't know who this is person. Uh, Craig May. Oh, Craig May. Nice to see you, Craig. And we got David Bitterman. Nice to see you, Mr. B. Uh, who's this? I can't see that. Ariane. Oh, Ariane. Nice to see you. I barely can see you. Oh, there's uh, Tariq from Dover. I know that. I can recognize Dover, New Jersey from anywhere. Uh, we got, oh, I just, I just missed uh, Gary. There we go. Gary from his little corner. He's come out. Nice to see you, Gary. Uh, this one, Lisa. Lisa. Nice to see you, Lisa. Who's that? Oh, Glenda. Glenda O'Driscoll. <laughs> nice. Nice to see you. Glenda, send me one of those Irish sweaters. It's cold here under the tent. Yeah. Uh, we got Alex from Hudson Valley. Nice to see you, Alex. She cut her hair. Oh, you cut your hair. There you go. Ah. Oh, no. Oh, she didn't. Mike let, lied me again, lied to me. He keeps misleading me. We, have, we just saw Kenneth from Vancouver. Oh, there's Tanya. Nice to see you, Tanya. Happy as ever, anxiety way, way back in the rear mi uh, mirror. Yes, Roman, nice to see you. Who's this? Uh, I'm Geraldine. Geraldine, thank you. And thank you for your support, Geraldine. Ruby Rose, just saw you. Johannes, uh, we got our friend from Romania. Callan, nice to see you. Uh, Walter, nice to see you there. On having never left. I spoke, this talk was based on you there. It was, yeah, on having never left. Who's this? Chris Gilmore. Oh, Chris G. Nice to see you. We got uh, Stefan. We also have uh, Mickey, the Madeira. Anyone else here? Oh, uh, Tommy's there. No. Is that Natalie? Natalie, Is say it? hello to Natalie. I don't know. We're just saying hello. We can't see anything. <laughs> There's, we don't have any lighting in the under the blanket. That's, probably, that's it. Well, let's see. Okay. Is there any more? Oh, yes, they are. Oh, Taj. Nice to see you, Taj. Vlad. Fantastic. Uh, Jacob. Who's this? Elaine. Elaine and Carl. Elaine and Carl. Nice to see you, Elaine and Carl. And this one? Rich A. Rich A. Oh, great. Hey, thank you, everyone. We'll see you again this week. And uh, yes, we, we're gonna stake donations for a new tent. So just think <laughs> about it. I can't stay next to Mike this long. All right, all right, see you, bye-bye. Bye. -bye. bye. Yeah. Thank you guys. Oh, good job. Oh. You you go. That was a great job, Mike, oh. in all these situations. <laughs> oh. Uh, oh, yes, let's pass the basket. Thank you. Yeah, see, you want to get, get the basket? Yeah. That hat comes from my first video I ever did. Not my first one I did, the first one I did with someone else, which was. Uh, I can't see anybody, it's too bright. Chris, so, Chris, uh, <laughs> oh, what's that guy's that name? Really At the first science.